You know what time it is, folks. It's that time of the week again. Time for a new episode of the Lightning Rod, your weekly mashup of Tampa Bay Lightning activities. The show that always gets embarrassed right before its redeeming arc. I am Johnny Pipes. I'm Gannon. We're still in this. That's right, folks. You heard it right from the man. We are indeed still in this. Uh, In case you've been living under a rock, the Lightning ran the Stanley Cup for a third straight year. The Stanley Cup Finals playing against the team everybody has been wanting them to play against for a handful of years. It's uh, finally happened. Uh, It's been some, some ups and some downs and some downs and some downs. But, uh, you know, it's, it's hockey. It's, it's playoffs. It's, you know, you've seen this story from, from the lightning before. It's uh this is like a sequel, a sequel, a sequel. Well, we'll talk about all that, but before I'm Johnny pipes, that's again, and you're listening to the lightning rod and you can call us and leave us a message and uh, we'll, we'll play it on the show. We've done it before. Uh, we'll threaten to do it again. Seven two seven four one six zero six one three. Uh you can hit us up at uh Lightning Rod Pod at Lightning Rod Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh you can email us at the Lightning Rod one at protonmail.com. That's the number one. Uh and yeah, check out our new website, lightningrodpod.com. You can hit us up on there as well. Is it officially up? It is up, yes. Uh the extortion has been paid. Okay, um, I, I couldn't remember. Yes. Um, <laughs> we got a little bit of work to do on it, but for the most part, it looks good. And uh, it's simple and it's easy to understand. And um, yeah, check it out. You can find all the info you need on us and we'll, we'll add more as we go. We're working, folks. So it's, you know, we do things as we can. This is a, a non-sponsored show, so we get to it when we get to it. We're all on island time here. So... <laughs> Now that all that's out of the way, let's talk about some hockey. Uh, We are now three games in to the finals, so I figure uh, instead of getting into super specifics, we'll try out a new new segment on this show that uh, we like to call Gannon Gathers. Uh, So it's been about a week. We've gone three games. Gannon, what do you gather? What do I gather? Um, Well, if we were doing this show... Before last night, I would come in here with a lot more pessimistic of a tone, but I have gathered that Colorado is a damn good team. I um, I mean the, these first two games they they were clinical, especially game two. I don't have to tell you that, but my God, from what I've seen, and I haven't watched a whole lot of Avalanche games this year at all, but I've gathered that they are a Fast, good skating, good passing, heavy hitting team. My God, it is hard to compete with them. I can kind of see why two teams have gotten swept in their path. Yes. Um, Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Sure, they are incredibly fast. They're fast like we were in 2019. The only difference is they play better defense. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was happy to say... With game one, at least, 
like, okay, we got outplayed for really two out of the three regulation periods and still almost one. So I came out of it thinking, all right, okay, I got Let's you. Knock the, we'll, knock the dust off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll chalk this up to being a mile high and having not played there but, what, once in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I don't care how good of an athlete you are, that takes getting used to. Uh, and then two happened. Uh, I have no explanation for that whatsoever other than um, I watched The Godfather uh, midway through the third period instead because it was infinitely more entertaining to see decapitated horse heads in beds and Luca Brazzi sleeping with the fishes than it was whatever the hell was happening to us. You made it all the way to the third period? You know, I did. I didn't want to be that guy that's like, ugh, can't watch this anymore. I don't know. I'll, I'll criticize myself, you know, for wanting to leave early or, you know, you stick it out to the end, just like a bad baseball game. You stick it out to the end. I am way too emotionally invested in this team to, <laughs> to stick it out. After, after goal number three, I, I turned it off and I had to go for a walk. I mean, it, it was three goals in 15 minutes. I was just ready. It probably even less. I was, I just needed a moment to clear my head. And the moment I'd come back, took like a 45 minute walk i come back bring the laptop back out turn it on as soon as i get the stream fired up within three seconds of me pressing play goal number five went in and i just shut it immediately <laughs> I, I i i feel like such a, a bad fan you know saying that but at the same time uh, again i'm i'm way too invested in this team it, it, it would just be it would hurt more to to just watch and i think i made the right decision well it just wasn't – I guess maybe I was already used to it having witnessed an absolute disgusting thrashing once already this year that I paid good money to see. <laughs> and so I guess – Had a meaningless game. Yeah, it, it the was. Finals. It was, yes, a meaningless game for sure at the time. Uh, it was a, It was a – me wanting a refund because I paid to see NHL quality goalkeeping, not – Max Legacy and Hugo Alka-Seltzer. But the, this was something ridiculous and it was so bad. I, I, I remember, I remember like one part sticking out to me and that was Tampa going on the power play and then immediately giving up a shorthanded goal, like within seconds. So it, I don't know. That was the Kale McCarr goal. Sure. Whatever. One of those guys in claret and blue. Who gives a shit? Who what cares? That what, what's that? The color? What in blue? Claret. Claret and claret. blue. Claret. Yeah. It comes from, um, it comes from uh, Aston Villa in the English Premier League. They were the yeah, f- that. They were the first ones to do the claret and blue. And then a whole bunch of other teams picked it up, including like West Ham United. And I think maybe Burnley and then a few other ones. There's a whole bunch of claret and blues in, in, in the EPL. And uh, that's, that's the closest thing to Colorado's colors. You can call it burgundy, whatever. Claret is like a wine. It's like a mm-hmm. wine color. That's more entertaining than the game. Talking about what <laughs> color their Jersey was. It's more entertaining than the game. So that was uh, the, the two in Colorado. What, what do you, th- what do you think? was the main cause of two like what do you, what what would you could you put your finger on anything 
Not one bit. I mean, uh, obviously, like, it wasn't the Lightning just playing bad. They they looked super, super uncomfortable with everything that they did. But it was because they were just clearly outmatched in that, in that one game. I'm not saying they're outmatched as a team, but in that one game, yeah, Colorado had everything going right for them. And what did the Lightning finish with? 16 shots on net? Or Three 17? scoring chances. Three. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't see one. Um... You know, Vasilevsky, he didn't have his greatest night, but at the same time, like, none, nobody did. I, I, I don't know anybody who had a decent night. You know, I could make a rough guess and say Nick Paul. He probably had a, himself a not bad night. It seems like every time we're awful, he's the one that's okay. Um, no, I couldn't. I, I have no idea. The Colorado, they were just way too fast. They were way too physical. The Lightning just, they looked super unengaged, like, these are the Stanley Cup finals. Everybody just, again, playing without purpose, just seeing like it didn't even look like they thought they should win that game. Like, you know, we've, we've seen that from them where they have the attitude where, okay, we should win this game, and they ended up, they end up sucking. They didn't have that attitude. They just, it seemed like from the moment the puck dropped from the opening faceoff, they said, nope, we're losing this game. So that, that was just the attitude they kept with them and just, Hardly didn't even try. Again, I only watched pretty much the first period and a handful of second and third period because it was just that god-awful. So I I really cannot give you a a sure assessment of this game, but every single thing that I saw was hot garbage. Uh, There were a couple players that I did pick out that uh, really, really struggled, and first one that comes to my mind was Ryan McDonough. He did not look like he was comfortable at all. It kind of looked like how he was playing in the Panthers series. Um, I may or may not have brought this up before, but in that Panthers series, early on in all four of the games, all four, maybe the first three, I'll say that, Ryan McDonough, he he had some really, really bad mistakes early on in the game. Eventually, throughout each of those games, he would really tighten up and sure it up. Again, I can't really tell you how, how anybody played later on in this game, but it was very reminiscent of that where he just looked super unsure, very, very, very rough, something you really don't get for Ryan McDonough all that often. And he he did not look like himself. He looked very, very nervous and uncomfortable, didn't want to make any kind of play. Uh, if he did make a, a play, he would make the wrong kind of play. And who am I to say that he's making the wrong play, but he'd play the body when the puck is loose and end up, you know, leading to a turnover. I'm not singling him out because it was everybody on the Lightning that just played god-awful. And I I think that's what it was. It's just everybody was not ready for what Colorado was going to bring to the table. He was just really the biggest biggest one that I could point out from Game 2. Yeah, you're not singling him out. You're just talking about him for 15 minutes and no one else. (laughs) Ah, yes. Uh, Yeah, they didn't – maybe they – had a microbrewery that they really, really wanted to get to like as soon as possible. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe they had a hike scheduled uh, up in the mountains somewhere, possibly. I, yeah, I, that's arguably the worst performance I think I've ever seen us have. Maybe ever. Probably ever. Yeah, maybe yeah. ever. <laughs> like I don't know. And I've watched this team for almost their entire existence. And I don't, I mean, obviously in their infancy, I can't really remember a whole hell of a lot of what they did. But in terms of the modern day, you know, this core since 
2009. This is the worst I've ever seen in, in a yeah, game like that even, counts even, so much. Even some of those Columbus 2019 games were way more stomachable, stomachable than this game. They scored way more. Exactly. Yeah. They that makes scored. it a little bit easier. I'd watch that three goal, uh, three goal comeback game before I'd watch game two again. At least there was something in that game. There was some kind of good mood. From the moment the puck dropped, it was just despair. I would have I would have been happier if that was game one. Honestly. Yes. I would have been much happier if that not not that I'm happy at all with with either one or two, but I would have been much I th- I think it would have been better had the two results been switched. Like you yeah, go into like Colorado, get punched in the mouth, then in game two make a valiant little comeback, you know, lose in overtime. That's, that's how the results should have gone. It shouldn't be, Oh, you just gave your all and lost in overtime. And then you just go and lay down on the ice for 60 minutes. Yes. And they were not perfect in game one at all either. I know that the game was close. Shit. I made it to overtime and we had a chance to end it in overtime. But like you said, we only won maybe one of the regulation periods throughout that entire game. And even that's kind of, eh. I thought we got really lucky in that game. We didn't play nearly as bad. We weren't nearly as outmatched as we were in game two, but we still had no, we didn't deserve to win that game at all. So part of me, what I was saying at the time after game one, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad that they didn't win game one because, you know, maybe they would get kind of complacent and be like, ah, we can score garbage goals and blah, 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 blah. I was wrong. I, I, you know, and I've said this three times already. I said it after, um, no, 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 this is the second time. I said it after game one of the New York series and game after game one of the finals. I said, they cannot play a worse game. And what do you know? They go out and play a worse game. It's happened twice, so it's already kind of reminiscent of this New York series where it's like, okay, you know what, it's kind of flipped, like we got our asses kicked in game one, but we didn't look all that bad, and then game two, we got, we we just looked awful, even though it was a close game, talking about game two in New York, it was a close game, but we looked like shit, it was similar whereas in game one uh against colorado yeah we looked bad but it was a close game game two we played the worst game we have possibly ever played in the playoffs ever yes and enough about two because two was awful uh uh, maybe possibly uh, could it be that Braden point brings us down no I mean, he he definitely is not 100%. As we can see now, he's he's uh, back injured again. He's walking with a pretty nasty limp, I'm hearing. And um, I, I guess Riley Nash is just that effective. No, um, I'm not sure. It, it's you know, it's it's the age old argument of is is Braden Point at 60% better than Riley Nash at 100%. Obviously, they're very, very hard players to compare, but it's like, you know, that 60% Braden point, he can make a lot more, um, a lot more mistakes. He's not going to be as crucial. It's a, it's really a tough question, but it's, it's really not a bad question. Honestly, I didn't think, I didn't think he looked that bad in one, truthfully, in game one. I thought he looked, you know, 
not quite up to speed, but he didn't look like he was laboring. No, no. He didn't look like he was in pain or anything. It looked like he was actually really energetic, really wanted to play. But he did make a couple of plays that I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I didn't really like see where he was going with that they're like he had two pretty brutal turnovers i think the first one led to a goal and i don't know he just did not he did not look like himself and of course they're gonna get that after not playing for uh what 10 games or so of course he's not gonna look correct but still like he uh he he looked he looked all right but again you know what It, it seems like that uh Having him out of the lineup is working, but I guess we we actually have some bigger issues now. That leads us to game three, which, by all accounts, was what we should have done in one of the two earlier games, uh, which is slow a fast team down. <laughs> Braden Point did not play. Riley Nash was in. I'm actually surprised when I heard that Braden Point was scratched. I was thinking that they were going to switch up to 11-7. Uh, usually when some kind of a change is made like that, that's what it is. It either goes to 11-7 or back to 12-6. I was thinking, hey, are we going to get to see Cal Foot again? I don't think Cal Foot's going to play in these finals. Probably not unless somebody goes down. I know Bogosian, he, uh, he, he played the whole game, but I know he was kind of laboring a little bit, but... Um, no, I mean, the, uh, the Riley Nash experiment, uh, it's been working out pretty well. You know, we, each game that he did play for us in the New York series, we, we won, even though he's only playing five minutes a night. I'm not saying that it's, it's Riley Nash that's doing it, but when you got a, you got more health, healthy guys in the lineup, it probably, you probably are a little bit quicker. You're a little bit more durable for sure. And I think that, that does, it does pay dividends. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Braden Point miss game four as well. Yeah, Riley Nash played seven minutes. Ooh. 11 shifts. Well, uh, Pat Maroon only pay, played eight and a half minutes. But he made it worthwhile. Yes, yes, he did. He is the big rig. That's what he does. Uh, well, the other thing about game three, uh, we... Colorado now has a goalie question, which is who's going to start game four? What do you think? If, hmm, that, that, see, this is a really tough one because they went out and acquired Darcy Kemper. That was the goalie that they wanted. They traded, they traded for him. Really, they wanted to keep Grubauer, but he, he signed with Seattle. So they, they traded, they got him for a, a first and I think a prospect. So they paid pretty good for him. And he actually had a really strong regular season with these playoffs. He's, I think he's floating maybe just above 900 or probably, probably sub 900 right now. And it would be a real big blow to his confidence. If you're, you're sitting for game four, you you've, you even coming off a, a a shutout as well, even though we only had 16 shots, none of them were great shots and still a shutout. So I don't know that that is a really tough question, but uh, Pavel Francois, he only allowed the, the one power play goal. If I was Jared Bednar, Colorado's coach, I honestly would probably ride with Francois. I mean, he is, he's technically, he's still six and oh, when he's uh, started, I believe, so I, I'd say ride the hot hand. I mean, 
we had some pretty good chances against. He stonewalled. Um, I can't quite remember who, but he he stoned somebody pretty good. I'd I'd ride the hot hand if it if it were me. Yeah, it shouldn't even be a question at this point. You're in the finals. Like I'd love to see Kemper back in because it seems like we can figure him out pretty good. But if I were Bednar, yeah, Francis. Well, Kemper had the that kind of concussion blurry vision thing earlier in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That might be something as a goalie that's hard to recover from. It can be. It might screw up with his tracking and with his positioning. Um I know uh, Corey Crawford, Blackhawks goalie. He had to retire because he was he was dealing with a lot of concussion symptoms. Uh, you know, he retired early uh, because a lot of concussion symptoms that were just that they never necessarily left him. And other players can kind of play through, but play through it. But as a goalie, you know, if if certain lights are too bright, if things are too loud, like a lot of these concussion symptoms will live with you for the rest of your life. And if you're, if your puck tracking is not all the way there, you're, you're, you're going to be left out to dry. You're going to be, you're not going to be able to play your position at the highest level. And right now there is no higher level. You're in the Stanley cup final. And I'm not saying that that is affecting Darcy Kemper, but it, it seems like he he probably is still struggling with that or struggling with something. So I it, it's again the, the the wise decision to me. And this is I'm not an NHL coach. I'm not allowed to really say this, but yeah, right, right, Francois. Fair enough. What would you do? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's not even, a, honestly, it's not even a question. Like if you've got one that's a better, that's got a better record in the playoffs um, and that is not dealing with that kind of stuff, then you roll with them. Like it's, I remember what Braden Holby used to do to what, to, to warm up his eyes before every game. Like he, he'd go out down in the arena and then he'd spray like a water bottle and then he'd try to track the drops. Hmm. So it's that crucial like dealing with especially with your vision like he got a stick in the eye that's not good if you're a goalie can't really be a blind goalie because then you just be a referee (laughs) at that point um yeah so game three much better by all by all by all measures come away with the victory um we won six to two so I'd say I'd say that was a hell of a, a bounce back. They played infinitely better from the first whistle to to the final the final horn. They really, they Colorado still had had some some shots and some opportunities, and they you know they they, com- they converted on two of them. Vassy stood tall, like I mean, real tall. He had some spectacular saves last night. I don't want it to get overshadowed by six goals, but he had some amazing saves, and he he really did keep us in the game. I think one of the saves was uh, the number one play on the top ten, Sports Center top ten. I'm a, I didn't see which one, but I'm assuming it's the full split. He had like two of those, and I think they were both on JT Comfer. Yeah, Comfer had a bad night. He was he was robbed. It was vastly yeah, he, taking he, his soul. He had a good night if if any of those could go past. But yeah, Vasilevsky, he he will be seeing him in his nightmares. And I think one of those was on Comfer, where he had a he had a wide open side of the net. The puck was kind of trickling in. It wasn't trickling actually. It was pretty. It wasn't like a you know a bullet or anything. But it was 
medial. And yeah, Vasilevsky got over there and made a beautiful toe save twice on him. Uh, two, I, I can't quite remember because they were both just absolutely spectacular. I, I thought that Nick Paul had blocked one of them. Turns out Vazzy got it. It was pretty amazing to watch him work last night after Cooper did not take him out of game two. He left him in for the entire sequence, um, which is most likely like Vassy's decision. Like Vassy doesn't want to come out of games like that. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If, it, if like if Cooper asked Vassy, Hey, do you want to come out? He'd say, hell no. It's like he absorbs every one of those goals because he only gets better as the series goes on. The series gets deeper. <laughs> he gets better. So it's like he absorbs every single one of these goals. Uh, and it just, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of an old Marvel comic books character as someone that, you know, like Luke Cage or something, someone that just can ab- absorb all of the power and then just let it all out. He's a, um, the, 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 the beautiful thing about our team is, is never having that question. Never having oh, yeah. that question in goal. Oh yeah. It, it's beautiful. I know. I know a lot of people were asking like, Oh, do you think Brian Elliott's going to start game three? No. I, I may have said a lot of people, not a lot of people. But, yeah, it, it is very comforting to know that you know who is playing every single night barring injury. And Vazzy, he's a, he's a durable goalie as well. That's one thing that is really underrated about him is his durability. Like, he... It was 2019, I believe, when he went down for, shoot, he missed probably 10 games or so that he would have started, and uh, that was when Louis Domingue, he had his 10-game win streak, and obviously, you know, the, the, the Lightning, they really just outscored a lot of their issues that year and in that run, but um, Vasilevsky, yeah, knocking on wood here, um, he, he really has not had much injury trouble throughout his career, so that that is really, really good sign. There has been some officiating questions. Holy smokes! Playing the bongos. I'm sorry. It's the it's the bongo night on the lightning rod. Filter, filter. There's been some uh, some questionable officiating as well as there always is. Um, I think it was most egregious in game one. Really, the first two goals that Colorado scored uh, were off of. Pretty pretty bad misses in terms of tripping. Yeah, that um, Kel McCarr air quote trip. Well, the Bullshit. one we got like Sorelli uh, tapped his knee and he went flying. He was already falling for one. And the same same thing goes with uh, was it Landeskog or or McKinnon uh, that that split in between Sergachev and Sorelli, uh, and he fell and he was already falling. They called that one a trip as well. It seemed like it was more mm-hmm. of a check. That's two. I mean, and that led to a five on three, which obviously they were going to score on. They're just too damn fast and good. Um, you know, their power, Colorado's power play is like, uh, I heard a good description of it earlier today. They're like a bull in a China shop. They're just mm-hmm. like, shoot, 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 shoot. Whereas, you know, the, the, the lightning, their power play is more of a, of a kind of a pass, pass, pass. And then like, speed the passing up and then shoot. 
Yeah, the they're, the two power plays are kind of similar but different. Whereas, again, yeah, the lightning if when they're set up and they're cycling, they'll they'll make the extra pass or two. But whereas Colorado, they'll they'll shoot first. If there if there's an open open lane, they're gonna take the shot first. And you know if those shots don't get through and they're still trying then they'll start looking at those extra pass options. Whereas the Lightning, if those extra pass options aren't working at first, then they'll be like, okay, fuck it, let's just start shooting. So yeah, again, it's usually if the they same, cycle this, a few times before before a, uh, a shot comes from the point. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, you know, it's hard to be an NHL ref. I would never want to do it, for sure. Um, but come on, like, you gotta you got to get those. That's bad. Like you should really think about. Okay, the team's already on the power play. This would put them in a five and five on three advantage. Maybe we should think about this for a second instead of just going with the gut reaction. And it's funny because the 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 rules analyst that ESPN has, uh, Dave Jackson, when they asked him about the Sorelli trip, he's like, "Yeah, the refs didn't want to call a cheapy. That's why they didn't for a second. But then they saw Tampa got possession of the puck, so they had to call it." Mm-hmm. So, yep. There, so, refing is so subjective. It, it, it literally, if Tampa did not get possessed, he, he's exactly right. And he's not even like, it's not really a contentious point of what he said. I know a lot of people were upset about what he did say because, well, it, it really is the truth. Possession does affect how, if, if you're going to call a penalty. I believe I said something similar to this in one of our first ever shows uh, about, yeah, if an infraction occurs that is kind of look awayable, but the team that commits the infraction gains immediate possession, they're probably going to call it. Sure as shit. What happened? Yeah. It led to a five on a five on three and uh, naturally they scored and didn't even take very long either. I think it only took like a couple of seconds before it went in and Cooper was heated. Oh yeah. I don't blame him. Okay. You know, uh, enough about those first two games. Well, we got a lot of time to kill. That's why I was trying to linger here a little oh, bit. True. <laughs> before we like get before minutes. we spend the last half of the the show talking about good things. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll we'll shift into the good things, man. Uh, well, well get, let's talk about something bad again, real quick. Get on um, your get on your horse. Nikita Kucherov and Devontae's. What what what'd you think about that? I got to go back and look at 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 the quote unquote boarding that was missed that supposedly instigated it. I do know that Cooch does tend to get a little snippy um, and think if, they, if he thinks he's getting messed with, um, he does react a little harsher than he probably should. But I didn't see that part. I only saw the I only saw his his cross check, um, Tay's cross check on him, which caused him obviously to fall in a very bad way, and then ultimately leave the game. And so. It was so blatant. Like, I mean, his his stick, he just pushed him all the way down to the ice. Like It was yeah, like a they, slow motion thing. They called him for it, but I know Cooper and Hedman, they really want a suspension for it. Of course, everybody does. I don't know if it is worthy of a suspension. He did get the two minutes for it, but and then Kucherov came back out on the ice and really did the damage to it. He, he tried to take that one timer in his uh, left foot. You know, he puts all the weight on that. And immediately just go goes straight back to the locker room, and he was limping back there. I'm not sure if we have an update on that just quite yet, but um, uh, it, it's it's a little scary, you know. At least he could skate off on his own; that was fine. But you know, once he did hit 
the the tarmac or whatever you want to call it he he really really was struggling back in the locker room but the the cross check from Taves it it was one of those cross checks where it's not an intent to injure cross check but it's a uh, I want to hurt you cross check it's one of those downwards ones where you're trying to push the guy down he got the result that he wanted he wanted Kucherov to be hurting I don't know if it was necessarily the way um Taves like cross-checked him down that really separated his feet and really put that the 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 strain on that uh left leg but it was pretty gruesome and and you know the Kucherov board uh you called it it was more of an elbow that didn't even start it it was Josh Manson who started it with his hit on Corey Perry former teammates um uh, might I add but it, yeah, it was Josh Manson. He's been a menace. He, he he's not playing dirty or anything, but that that was really a a dangerous play, and that's when Pat Maroon took exception to it and uh, started joss- jostling with Manson. They both ended up in the box, and about ten seconds after they both came out of the box, then Maroon scored the goal. So that you know that was pretty much icing on the cake. And then Kucherov, yeah, he probably did feel like he was getting getting messed with a little bit and he took exception to Manson. It wasn't like egregious, suspendable, definitely could have been a penalty. And I think we got away with one. Uh, I'm not sure if any refs saw it or it was just like, ah, it was a big hit, whatever. I'm not quite sure, but it, it definitely was a little dirty, but for what Taves did, it was completely a revenge play. And a side note here as well. I didn't realize how actually classless Avs fans were, especially coming off of a New York series where you had to deal with the worst of the worst. Actually, the Islanders are the worst of the worst, but I've seen way too many comments of people saying, go for Stamkos next, go for go for Hedman next. Like, literally, like, saying, like, wanting to... Like, literally posting on, like, social media saying, yeah, let's injure these people. Holy shit, do you have any kind of class? any kind of class i'm sorry like i get it these are the finals if it were my choice yeah i'd love makar mckinnon landeskog and everybody else on your team to be injured but i'm not over here literally asking and begging for uh for eric chernak to go headshot kill makar that is fucking ridiculous that is crazy i did not real like act like you've been here before for fuck's sake i'm sorry i'm sorry that i'm getting a little upset about this but from a team who who i've always really respected their their fans and their players to be coming out like this it is crazy the the amount of times i've seen it in just three days well the last time that colorado was in the finals none of those people lived in denver none of Mm -hmm. those people did they probably weren't even alive for one i wasn't barely and denver is a becoming a transplant city like everywhere else is Mm -hmm. i like to think like Looking around the the the, the ball sack, we'll call the their arena, <laughs> the, the ball sack. So many like lumber sexuals. It's it it's just it's it's the the frontier area that's bringing all these. I see it in Seattle all the time, in Portland, same shit. Hold it's, up, lumber sexual. Yeah, lumber sexuals. <laughs> never heard that. Yeah, it's like people that have never chopped down a tree, but they look like they're going out to chop down a tree, but they, oh, they okay. probably yep, are. That- they're probably afraid of being outside. Yeah, don't, couldn't start a chainsaw if their life depended on. Yeah, you know, beanie, long beard, and you know, Carhartt. Exactly, the the your your pair of boots that don't have a scuff on them. 
Yep, those those are the and I I stole that God. that term from uh, from from Letterkenny, but yeah, I think it fits like lumbersexuals. It's <laughs> it's perfect. You know, a bunch of lumbersexuals in the ball sack. They weren't around, and and there was a point in time in which you know Tampa Tampa fans had no idea what it was like. Like they didn't know what winning was like. They didn't understand how to act, or but also the online forum type of world now is it just exacerbates that because you can say whatever you want anonymously like oh yeah let's injure some people whatever you know you can wave the flag and and make those kind of comments and get away with it whatever that's why it's hard to it's hard to judge a team's fan base especially from just what you see online it's really bad no, and and I'm not saying that it's like all all Avs fans are are assholes. They're all classless, but it was just the sheer amount that I have seen from. Well, I'm gonna you know they're not a big market team really at all. Like yeah, they're they they have a really really solid fan base and and a decent sized market. But it's like my God, I I didn't see this many like assholes for from from the Leafs. Definitely not the Panthers. You know. Good, good, good amount from the from the Rangers fans, but th- those were just kind of casual assholes, like uh, blah, 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 you know whatever excuse they want to come up with. But just the amount of people saying I want X to X player on the Lightning to be injured that 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 just that just that's just rude. That's just classless and, and it's really immature. Speaking of immature Lightning fans, stop throwing your things on the ice. Even Stamco said stop throwing it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if we're gonna we're gonna sit here and rail against all the people uh, for the avalanche, but uh, at the same time, don't don't throw shit on the ice unless it's a hat after a hat trick. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only acceptable thing. Yeah, exactly. Don't uh, don't throw anything else. I mean, if you're in Florida and you want to throw a rat or something, okay. You're in Detroit, you want to throw an octopus. How the hell did you get an octopus? <laughs> Fine. Okay, do that. But don't throw these cheap Chinese things that you can't skate over onto the ice because then you you know you're going to wind up with someone tripping on their way back to the locker room and getting hurt. <laughs> don't do that, folks. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's bad. It looks bad. Like we we want to be the classier people, but it looks bad when your own captain is like telling the crowd like, "Hey, idiots, stop." Oh, it makes us look like <laughs> shit. Yeah, Stamkos, he was getting pissed off, literally, like, throwing up the X, saying, no, no, stop, stop, and they're still throwing it. Come on. Yeah, you you Lightning fans, you're not safe either from my slander. Yeah, keep slandering, because we got to be, be, a we gotta nicer, be uh, equal opportunity here. You know? <laughs> we are a Homer cast, but we're we're not that Homer. Like, we're still realistic. We're still yeah, real, you, real people. You can't be an asshole. Exactly. Don't be, don't be an ass. Don't throw shit on the ice if it's not a hat. Exactly. Just no. We don't want we don't want to be Islanders fans. Again, like last year, you remember how disgusted everybody was after game 6 on, on the island where they were throwing their beer and cigarettes and whatever the hell else on the ice after they had won. It it'll come back. It'll come back for you. Yeah, and, uh, the only luckily, place luckily. this is acceptable is Philadelphia where you can throw batteries. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's tradition. Yeah, yeah. That's tradition. Yeah, this is Tampa. Keep it classy. Exactly. You need to throw, I don't know. What, throw what? a tarpon on the ice. Or, or Oranges. Throw some oranges. I like a tarpon better. Okay, throw some tarpon. 
a, a whole hundred pound tarpon. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so we end up winning game three, six to two. Um, I'd like to think that when they finally got their first lead of the series, uh, which came from Andre the Giant scoring his 10th goal of the uh, playoffs and uh, continuing what I'm hoping to be uh, his uh, his uh, Con Smythe campaign, when they got that first lead, it was fourteen fifty four in the in the in the first period. From uh, he was from Stamkos, that was a give and go. It was beautiful. Uh, it was an awesome give and go. Palat to Stamkos, back to Palat. I was hoping that was where the tables turned. That that moment right there is like okay, you have a lead. Don't relinquish it for the next four games. Um, and I'm I I'm thinking they won't. I'm thinking they won't. Uh, they, I, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a win tomorrow night, and I'm seeing maybe an overtime win uh, in Colorado. What do you think? Well, my last prediction came true. I said, "All right, we lost the first two. We're going to win the next four. I wish I could see that happening. I really can't, but I will tell you, <clears throat> we're going to win tomorrow night. We're going to win at home." In Denver, we have to get it. We have to get one. But this game, this series will most definitely probably go to seven games if the Lightning can keep up what they did in game three. So I'm not sure how it will all play out. The only thing I really can guarantee you is another win tomorrow in Tampa. Um, my guarantees have all come true. Uh, so, so I really, I really will start projecting uh, and and guaranteeing it solidly that we will win this series in Game Seven in Denver. Unfortunately, but it will happen. I don't know. I can see us railing off four straight again. You know what? Let me tell you. Last year, Stanley Cup playoffs, it was the Colorado Avalanche versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Game one, Colorado won seven, or no, they they won three to two in regulation, I believe. And game two, they won seven to one and proceeded to lose the next four games. So it most definitely would not be uncharacteristic of Colorado to do that. They have kind of been playoff chokers over the last couple of years. I, I'd i be surprised for sure, but not like jaw-dropped surprise. Like, how could they have blown this? Because, again, they've done they've done it re- as recently as last year. Uh, that, was the, that was only the second round. These are the Stanley Cup Finals. Players play different. But pattern, you know, life imitates art. Yes, to be the devil's advocate, though, it, 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 it ends and then a reign of yes. terror starts, which is what you would call our 2019. So they got there. So they're, they're, they're only thinking one thing right now, which is, you know, we, we get this far. We got to win. That's it. Like we got to win this, this mm-hmm. making it this far is not acceptable if you don't win. I hope we win this series in it'd be great if we won in six games because then it would pretty much be a a Webster's dictionary term of getting tampered of just spotting them a lead real quick in the series and then just coming back and clean sweeping them. It's been kind of reminiscent of these playoffs so far. 
or in, in, in years past as well. Like, again, you know, New York, Toronto, Florida is the omission here and possibly Colorado. We shall see. I don't want to win in the ball sack. I want to win game five in the ball sack, but I don't want to win the cup in the ball sack. Yeah, it would be great to win and win on home ice, but still, we're uh, we're we're three wins shy. So, all you gotta do is win Game Five. If you win Game Five, you let Vassy do his thing in Game Six. Yeah, you got and and you can do it because they almost won Game One and they played like ass. <laughs> so we're not gonna count Game Two, but if you use Game One as a bellwether, like they have the ability to do it, how much do you think the altitude affects them? <sighs> I've heard from people, it can take you like months to really, you know, like from you, it can take you months to really acclimate. Um, I really thought they would have been able to to shake it for game two. I'm, I, I really don't think that that's really what hindered them, but they really did look like they were short for breath every time, you know, exaggerating a little bit. But Well, it also doesn't help when the team you're playing, A, is used to it, and B, skates a billion miles an hour. Yeah. You know what? We should take teams out of Colorado. That's an unfair advantage. Maybe. Although that's I, worse than that's worse than 18 million over the cap. I don't hate the Rockies though. They're like really the only Denver team that I'm okay with. <laughs> I don't hate the Rockies. Everyone else though. Blah. Broncos. Pfft, not a Broncos fan. Uh, either way, we're happy to be on this track that we were on in New York. Maybe the the new bounce back after a loss is now a bounce back after two losses. Mm-hmm. Maybe Just bounce back twice as hard. Yeah, perhaps. Um, one thing I think that made a difference last night versus the other nights is the amount of faceoffs they won. That is the key, I think. I want to say Stamkos only lost like a couple faceoffs out of all of them. In the important areas too. I know we we were really good in the defensive zone. I'm not I can't remember too much about the offensive zone, but we really we really did a decent job of of stifling stifling them earlier on in the game. Um and when you do have possession early, that that will really work in your favor. So game 4 is tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Most likely see a 12-6 again with Riley Nash in, uh, not an 11-7. I guess don't mess up if it works. I'm not sure if uh, if Kucherov is playing. I'm I'm really not. Well, if he doesn't play, then it's definitely an 11-7. We don't have anybody else. ABB. Is he? Can you call him up during the finals? I think. I th- well, yeah. So you you have these players called Black Aces, which is just kind of like your taxi squad, and. Uh, we've got, I believe, six players on it right now. We've got Cole Kwipke. Yeah, I don't even know how to say his last name. Uh, we've got a couple of players, but I think what, if they were to do anything, yeah, it would be 11-7. and seven. Yeah, I'd say give 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 Cal Foot a little bit of, of, of cup final love. Yeah. What the hell? He's been getting uh, getting blackballed here in the in the playoffs. <laughs> the poor guy. What, what, about, what else does he need to do? Yeah, and you'd also want to play somebody like you know fresh like Cal Foot, who you know he's played you know half these games in the playoffs, um, instead of bringing in an AHLer who could or couldn't be effective. You know that that now isn't really the time to be uh, experimenting. So yeah, stick stick with what you know, I suppose. 
Where's Jamel Smith? Let's get some Jamel Smith going on. See, I thought he he went to Detroit and then we claimed him back. I don't know. He's somewhere. Uh. Find him. Put a put a, <laughs> put a sweater on him. I like the way that he played. Or uh, or um, we'll go eleven and seven and bring up uh, uh, who's the kid that we just re-signed? Day. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Bring him up. Let's go. He's actually Let's see if he does something um, exceptional. <laughs> he actually had a really, really good year this year in Syracuse. He had like forty-seven points or something. He had like eight or nine goals. Like he had, he had a really, really good year for him. So you know, nice to see that Sean Day can, you know, still play hockey at a professional level. So let's look at uh, some numbers here. For game three, we did win six to two. How many penalties do you think there were total? Give me an over under. Give me a guess. For both teams? Yeah. How many penalties? Um, In total, I'd say 11. 18. Holy shit. 18. Bunch of them were roughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four roughing. Okay, okay. Side note here. Side note here. Too many men on the ice, again, on the power play, with possession. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, you we kidding? Were, I thought we were talking about good things the second half of the show. And you oh, go, we were, but run, my go back God. To the, go back to that. Like, how do you get too many men on the ice when you're on the power play and you have the puck? <laughs> my buddy Jake, he was livid, I'm sure. If there's any thing that he has really beaten on these entire playoffs and in you know couple, the couple weeks before playoffs we were taking a lot of too many men penalties and I mean you know some of them were were a, every too many men penalty is bad in my eyes but this one has to be the worst you're on the power play you're going up ice it was literally just I think it was Nick Paul I, I forget he just jumped on the ice you know somebody came close to the boards and didn't change and he just just gets on the ice like my god man come on i don't think it, it it may or may not have been nick paul but it come on thus ends the negative portion of our program for now we now resume the positive portion of our program uh so we'll, we'll talk about maybe some some emails that we got here how about that oh we got an email um kind of kind of uh, dear friend, assalamu alaikum. Greetings from Aisha Gaddafi. May I use this medium to open up a mutual communication with you, seeking your acceptance towards investing in your country under your management as my partner? Uh, my name is Aisha Gaddafi, and presently I live in Oman. I am a widow and single mother with three children, the only biological daughter of late Libyan President Colonel Muammar Gaddafi. And presently, I am under political assignment protection from the Omani government or by the Omani government. So here's the kicker. She has funds worth United States dollars and she wants to entrust it to us, the lightning rod, for investment projects in our country. Hmm. What, do you, what do you think? I think we should do it, man. That, that that nothing really seems wrong with that. She seems like she's in, you know, a really really bad time of need and I th- I think it really should be us to help her out. 
She did I'd love include, to take uh, Muammar Gaddafi's money. She did include a link uh, to a BBC <laughs> oh. World uh, BBC World News article, which uh, I'm not going to click on here uh, because, well, I just don't like to read the BBC, to be honest. So I'm going to go ahead and take a chance and, and, and delete that one. Mm-hmm. But if you would like to donate or some ideas million, possibly to uh, give us give us a little bit of, uh, of, of investment money here, see what we can do. We can help old Aisha out. <laughs> uh, if you want to hit us up, you can do that. You can email us at the lightning rod one at protonmail.com. That's the number one. You can find us on Twitter and uh, Instagram now um, at lightning rod pod. Or you can uh, just leave us a good old voicemail like a few people have done before. Uh, our number is 727-416-0613. Uh, we do uh, play those voicemails on the show. Uh, we usually do this on Tuesdays, get this out on Tuesdays. Uh, that's about the reliable day, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, uh, what do you want to close out with? Let's remain on the positive side. I'm a little bummed we're not getting Aisha's money. Yeah, <laughs> with with, the, with inflation, that's probably not really worth that much. Honestly, it's more like fifty bucks for for investment. That's half a tank. Blood um, money. <laughs> uh, fucking live golf over here. There you go. Um. Well, I I I don't really know what to uh, what to end with. How, how are the Rays doing? Then that's normally my go to. I said let's stay positive. Oh, is is this a sore subject right now? Oh God! Uh. They're pitching fine, but they can't hit. I mean, they they can't hit. Even Wander Franco. Wander Franco's been hurt for like two months. Oh what? Yeah, he's been hurt for a couple months. He's he's oh shit. His um, he's been having issues with his quad, and uh, he is the future of the franchise. So they instead of continuously questioning whether or not it's 100%. They're like, you know what? Just sit down for a while until we know that you're 100% and then come back, which he's actually just went on a rehab assignment to the Florida Gulf Coast League, the or the FCL, uh, the Florida Coast League, which is like our, our low A. Um, and then he's going to do a couple game, couple games there. He'll do a couple games with the AAA up in Durham. Uh, and then he should be back hopefully by maybe this weekend, if not a couple days after that. But it's not just him. Like he, I mean, he'll be an instant spark for sure. Like we definitely, he was on fire before he started to tweak his quad every day. But we're missing guys like Brandon Lau has been out for almost two and a half months. Um, I think Margot just got hurt again. He's been our most consistent hitter all year. And this is now, I think, going to be the second time he's out. Uh, we've been missing Zanino for a little bit. And he's, he doesn't hit for average, but he does give a good home run every now and then because he's a power guy. What's up with uh, Randy Rosarena? He's the most frustrating and streaky hitter known to man. Like, is he? He'll he'll get some high highs and some low lows. He's just so frustrating. <laughs> like it's you can't tell which which Randy you're going to get that day, and it's it's really tough. That's why you need someone that's consistent. Wander was consistent. He always gives good at bats. Um, but it's uh, like we we uh, our pitching has been amazing and has kept us in nearly every single game and they just cannot score. They can't score. I mean, we got beat two out of three times against Baltimore. That's bad. That's real bad. Like oh, 
And on well, and you know what? It's not even just that they can't hit. The Rays are built on good defense as well, and they have been having some incredibly stupid defensive miscues that generally you wouldn't see a Tampa Bay Rays team do, and they're happening right now. The only thing to say is is that it's still somewhat early. Like it's not. We're not at the halfway point yet. They got plenty of time. The, the Braves last year were not very good for a good while, and they won the World Series. Um, but right now we're not fielding a major league lineup for hitting. Like these guys are minor leaguers. They're not, they're not ready for the, for the show yet. They're just not consistent enough. They need to call up Maxim legacy. There you go. Let's get some legacy. I bet uh, he can hit probably better than he can stop pucks. (laughs) Oh, that's really isn't saying much, but yeah, that game had to have shattered his confidence, but Here's the thing about this year's baseball season. This I'm already like kind of almost calling it a wash. Like it's not really. I don't know how well you're going to compete because I don't know what kind of cheating stuff the Yankees are doing. But they're they're on an absolute tear this year. This is the best season that they've had in years. They're just essentially unstoppable. And considering they're unstoppable. Like they're already at 50 wins, like 50 plus wins. That's not, that's, that's insane. They're, they're Aaron judge. I don't know what his deal is. Like he's, he's hitting home run after home run, after home run, after home run. Someone needs to check him. I'm saying these guys need to check him. They're not going to check him because they're the Yankees and baseball loves it when the Yankees succeed. They're not going to check these guys, but I have a lot of questions because Aaron Boone is not that great of a manager and they're healthy. Sure. That's part of it. They got a healthy Stanton. They got a healthy judge. They got Rizzo. He's pretty healthy, but they're, I question things. I question there. I, I I'm questioning it. That's it. I'm going to question it. You know what? Don't test judge. And while you're at it, don't test anybody in the league. Free for all. Go back to the steroid era. Yeah. Sure. I think that'd be more entertaining. They need more fans in baseball. Well, I yeah, think they keep great. They keep deadening the, the ball instead of making it fly. They deaden it. That's the other thing. Like, judge. So judge Aaron Judge turned down like a a massive extension from the Yankees, right, to become a free agent. So this is his contract year. He's. And I hate when they use this term on the on the on the sports news and stuff. Oh, he he bet on himself. Like, shut up. Hmm. He bet he bet on he bet on some HGH. That's what he did because he's hitting home runs left and right. Like he leads the league. He's got over twenty something now. And look at his numbers the last few years. Uh, and, and the ball is supposedly deadened. Yeah, I don't know about that. Now, a lot of it is that it's a little easier to hit a home run at Yankee Stadium than it is other places, but he's he's not a lefty. He's a righty, so he doesn't really hit over the short porch that much. But come on. Non-Yankees fans rise up and say, something doesn't, something doesn't feel right right now. <laughs> and Durant. That's just me being a stupid Rays homer when we're struggling. We're struggling so bad right now. Like it's so boring to watch. I can't even, normally I would watch every Rays game that that if the lightning aren't playing and I I can't even get through them. I feel bad for our pitchers because they're pitching their asses off. I feel so bad for them. Uh, But anyways, does that end the Rays? Yeah, we're done. We're done. (laughs) 
we're done. So we're going to. I always ask you these questions and get lost so quick. Uh, it's baseball. <laughs> baseball is a numbers, a numbers game. It's a streaks game. It's just what it is. So anyways, we'll close out on that note and uh, return to you next week with uh, some better news. We are hoping. Some great news. Yep. For uh, Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes, and we will catch you next week. Peace.